Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, my name is James and this is the 92 Podcast. My quest to talk to at least one fan from each of the 92 football teams that make up the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two. Now, being a Grimsby fan, there's only so much I know about the other teams in the 92. And this is what this podcast is all about. Talking to fans of different teams, hearing their stories and anecdotes, and learning what it's like to support each team and how it might differ from my experiences as a football fan. Each club is different and every fan has a different perspective. In this episode, the focus is on one of only two football teams in the top four leagues to have never been relegated in their history, Morecambe. And I think that is almost reflected in the way that Morecambe are consistently voted or seen as one of the friendliest clubs in England. Getting into an EFL league is a massive prestige for any club, I think. It is, whether you're in the Premiership or the or League Two, it is a recognition that you are in sort of England's elite leagues, I suppose. And uh, I, if I, I think, if I'm right, they stole it. And they then did, they, yeah. they, they tried to bring it back to the club and, and I think they wanted a reward for it. But the police <laughs> the police took it off them and just, you know, sent them on their way with a little thank you from the club, I think. All I know about Morecambe is that they're based in Lancashire and they beat my team Grimsby on penalties in the Carabao Cup at the start of the season. To help me learn more about Morecambe, I'm joined by Robbie. Hello, Robbie. Welcome to the 92 Podcast. Hi, James. So tell me a little bit um, about being a Morecambe fan. Now, before we started recording, you told me that you're not a diehard fan. What does that actually mean? Well, I think as a diehard fan, you know, you're someone who sort of turns up to games, buys the kits, knows the club in and out, and just, you know, has an absolute thorough love for the club and for the sport. Um, so when I was younger... Uh, you know, going into high school, you know, once once someone put a rugby ball in my hands, that was it. Really, it was all about rugby. Still love rugby to the day. It's probably still my favourite sport. Um, but then w- once I went to university, I had uh, I made a group of friends, and and they all sort of were really uh, into their football. So coming in as someone who you know had just never really done much with football leading up in the I don't know sort of ten years leading up to university, it was you know I had to sort of sort of grab onto something and uh, learn about it quick and that was I, I chose my sort of local club I'm based out in a, a small town called Slyne which is about five minutes away from Morecambe so that was that was my local club and it's it, it, so I'm not really a diehard fan in the way that I will go along to every game have a season ticket buy the latest shirts but it, it's nice to sort of keep up with the local club find out you know know what's going on um, and and even just support them by going to the odd game or you know just um just gen- gen- generally following them and seeing how they're keeping up so obviously we can't go to matches at the moment and it's not really clear when we'll be able to again but when you do go to the odd Morecambe game who is it that you go with it's mainly friends really i mean the, the last one that i remember going to was a bit i think i've been to about three or four games not that many uh, but yeah. the first time i went was with a friend from university uh, another time I went was with two friends from university uh, another time I went was just a, a friend um from work so yeah it always tends to be friends from work it's never something that again with with my family they've never really been into football my dad's from scotland so it's mainly about rugby so yeah it's never football's never really run in the family and especially in Morecambe as such a small club I don't think it ever really picked up in the family either. So you mentioned there that with it being such a small club in a small place like Morecambe do you find that 
a lot of people around the town do support Morecambe or do they tend to be a little bit like you and support other sports? I, I think it's, uh, with, with Morecambe, especially because they are a small club, I think that you you kind of seem to have people who will support other teams as well. Morecambe sort of seems to be the secondary team. and uh, Manchester United are a, a big team in the area. Liverpool are a big team in the area. Morecambe's that sort of team where, you know, People, because it's a local community, people will support them in that way. But it's not exactly the, the the pinnacle of football that people really want to support, I suppose. Okay, so what are your, some of your best memories of following Markham? Obviously, seeing them getting promoted in uh, I think two thousand nine was brilliant. You know, again, getting into an EFL league is a massive prestige for any club. I think it is whether you're in the Premiership or the or League Two, it is a recognition that you are in sort of England's elite leagues, I suppose. Um, So that was just, that was great to see my local club getting that sort of, yeah, getting that prestige. Uh, One of the games that I went to was the, I think it was the first round of the Carabao Cup against uh, Wolves. And uh, yeah, me and one of my friends went along and we'd paid 20, we were students and we'd paid 20 pounds we thought we'll, we'll splash out a bit and get some of the, the, the premier seating in, in Morecambe, cost £20. So we went along to the game, not sure what to expect. We were in the front row, right behind the players' bench. If, you, if, we, if we wanted to, we could have reached over and you know patted the players on the head. We were that close. And 84th minute, one of the players called Ryan Williams scores a pearler of a free kick and uh, against Wolves and takes Morecambe through to the next round. So that was a, a, a fantastic memory as well. So what are some of your worst memories of supporting Morecambe then? The problem with Morecambe is that because they are such a small club, they've got limited financial backing. Every year seems to be a relegation battle. And that is never a fun thing when you, you know, you, you support in your local club and you and you there's the potential that you might see them go down. You know, as if when they do go down it's a cut to their funding. Um, and that'll just snowball one thing after another and it'll just be really bad for the club. So it's never nice to see the team being in a in a relegation battle and, and it just and it seems to happen quite a lot for Morecambe, unfortunately. So we touched upon in the intro there that Morecambe are one of only two teams in the top four leagues of English football to never be relegated, which which is quite unique, but obviously the early history of Morecambe is that they were in non league for so long. Do you think that's why Morecambe as a town don't really get behind the football team because they were in non-league for so long? Um, I wouldn't really say that's that's the reason. I think because it is just such a a small club. You know, pe- the people who are, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a diehard Morecambe fan, but the people who are diehard Morecambe fans are really passionate about the club. I, I don't really know why the following's not huge. It's It just seems to be, yeah, it just seems to be, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe the lack of prestige of being in a relegation battle all the time just sort of turns fans away so yeah and, and for, i don't see why why it is why the uh, following so small do you think it could be results based then do you think if if Morecambe were challenging for promotion every season more fans would naturally go absolutely yeah i think if if uh, i think uh, with the appointment of Derek adams this year jim bentley left i think towards the end of last season um, I think he at one point he was one of the longest serving managers in the league, but he's he's come from a player background. He was uh, he was a player for the club when they got promoted, and a couple of years after they were promoted, he became the coach. So he was a, quite inexperienced as a coach, and I think that that is reflected in the fact that they were in a relegation battle for so long. When Jim left, it was only a sort of short period of time until they appointed uh, Derek Adams. 
I get he's I think he's quite an experienced coach. He's had experience with taking clubs from League Two into League One. So I think now those, you know, now that he's come in and now that some of the, some of the results are coming in, I think you know fans will come back to the club and especially if there is a promotion battle. Let's go back to your own experiences of following Markham. Who are some of the players that you've loved to see on the pitch? I'll always remember there is this player, the guy who scored the free kick, Ryan Williams, was a fantastic player, and. Uh, I, I keep up tabs with him on Twitter every now and then, and he, his career after he left Morecambe just seems to be one of the most bizarre careers that you could see from a player. And he was a fantastic player. He, he had a great eye for a pass. He was a free kick specialist, and yeah, so he, he was great to see. But when he left, he, yeah, he just went on this weird, weird career path. Um, Kev Ellison was always great to see on the pitch. Um, yeah. One of the oldest players in the in the league, still going. I think. I think he's forty one now, and he, he left Morecambe at the end of last season. Didn't have his contract renewed, but he's he's been signed up by I think uh, Newport County. So it's like he was such an entertaining character at, on or off the field. He was he was he, he was great at at the club. I think. And Baz Roach, um, club legend, I suppose in his own right. He's been at the club for I think as long as anyone can remember. Um, he's pulled some real saves out of the bag. I think he, he kept, I think the year before last, Morgan were in a relegation battle and the final game of the season was against Coventry and he pulled off some saves that kept Morgan in the league. So, yeah, seeing Baz was always great, but unfortunately he's now, he's retired as well because they, they're, all, they're all players of a certain age because I suppose it's the, the kind of players that Morgan attract are the free agents who are maybe coming towards the end of their career. Yeah, I, I never enjoyed as a Grimsby fan watching uh, Kevin Ellison come into Blundell Park in Grimsby um, because he was a nightmare to defend against and he always just seemed to have this knack of scoring goals against us. So I'm kind of happy that he's, he's left Morecambe, but like you said, he's, he's with Newport now, so he's probably going to terrorise us some more this season. Yeah, looking could, forward to that. <laughs> I could imagine he might pop a few against you and he'll love it as well, I think. He will. It's incredible that he's 41 years of age and he's still playing football. Mm, yeah, he's, he's a, and, and, a, and he's gone on a real mental health journey as well lately he has, yeah. he's, a, he's a real sort of spokesman person for mental health and I think that really does just show his character let's go on the flip side then from favorite players to some players that maybe you've not been that keen on that have played for Markham if there's any well, I don't know really I mean there's, there's no player when, when they play well as a team they play well as a team and I think when they lose they lose as a team as well I can't think of any players who I've really thought they need digging out of the club as quickly as possible yeah. Um, it's they're all players of a certain calibre um, and I think mostly actually it's been quite sad to see most of the players who have gone go so I don't really know if there is any players who, who I'd say I haven't really enjoyed watching to be honest Is there any players that you've seen play for other teams that you would obviously other than the likes of you know Messi and Ronaldo and people like that is there any players that you'd like to see put on a Markham shirt? Uh, again, I don't know. That's that's a really hard one because again, it's the, it's the kind of players that Morecambe can attract. Obviously, it would be fantastic to have players like Messi or Ronaldo in, in a, a Morecambe shirt, but I don't think it, <laughs> it will never happen as long as I live. I don't think um, it's just. I mean, even player that I mentioned before, Ryan Williams. I'd love to see him back in a Morecambe shirt. I think he was great. He's he's off swanning about somewhere in the uh, in the Swedish league. I think at the moment, one of the lower one of the lower leagues in Sweden. But he's still only twenty eight and. He's still scoring goals and he's just, yeah, I think he would be a, a great player to get back into the club somehow. Yeah, I've just been looking at Ryan Williams. Um, so he left Markham, he went to Brentford, uh, didn't play any games. He then went to Scotland. Paysandu, 
which That's, is Brazilian. Yeah, one of the lower, I think it's the Brazilian B League, I think. Yeah, back to England with Tranmere, he didn't play any games. Then he went to Hartford, and now, like you said, he's in Sweden. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a... A real journeyman, but I just don't get yeah. it, because he, see, he, he was fantastic at Morecambe. So you'd love to see him back. Get day. him back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's move on from players then. Is there favourite managers? Obviously, um, the former manager was there for ages. Like you said, he was the one of the longest serving in, in the country. And now you've got Derek Adams. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the coach who came before Jim was uh, Sammy McElroy. And I think he'd had a hell of a career earlier. I think he'd, he'd been around plenty of teams. He'd uh, taken other clubs to playoff finals. And I, I, I'm not sure how his relationship came about with Morecambe. Um, I remember when I was quite young, I think I must have been in uh, primary school, I did go to one of the games. It was it was even before Morecambe had moved um, to their stadium, uh, known as the Globe Arena. They, they played at a, a ground called Christie Park, and that was one of the games I went to. And I think yeah. it, was, it was a 3-0 win or something. And again, that was in the conference leagues. But, um, you know, the he, he, Sammy McElroy, you know, he was he was pulling results in, and he was the one who got them promoted. So, it must have been a, a great, great, great for the club, really. <laughs> and then Jim, yeah, Jim's just been he's been a, he's been a real loyal servant for the club. He's eight or nine years in charge. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, a player before that, and he was a really like I, I don't know if I mentioned earlier when I worked at the, uh, the local college, the the Morecambe team came to the came to the college to use the grounds to train, and so as part of the marketing team, I'd go down and take photos and be like, look at this great relationship we've got with Morecambe, and Jim was just, he was always really approachable, just dead friendly, so yeah, I mean he was, I mean he might not have been been getting the team up into promotion, and and, and he might have been putting them in relegation at times but he was you know he's, he, was, he was a fantastic person to just even spend a bit of time with so yeah and it and I suppose time will tell with Derek really because he's um you know he is he's, he seems to have really g'd the team a bit he's made some signings who you, I mean Ben Pringle um you know former Preston player yeah it, that that's a great signing for the club so if you can keep bringing in those names and those players then you know, he'll, he'll be a, he'll be he'll be loved as much as Jim was, a, a, I think. So we'll move on in, in a little while to this season. But first, I just want to talk to you a little bit about rivalries with Morecambe. Um, obviously, with them being such a small club, do you think rivalries are important to them or? Um, rivalries, I suppose that you know when it, when you think of rivalries, you think of the Manchester derby, you think of the Liverpool derby, you think of the Second yeah. City derby. These are teams that really do have a, a, a really strong hatred for each other in some ways, and I don't think Morecambe ever because they are a small team they, and they're sort of local rivals of Accrington Stanley, um, and Accrington are in the league above now, so there's no real rivalries around here, and I think that is almost reflected in the way that Morecambe are consistently voted or seen as one of the friendliest clubs in England and there's there's never any trouble on a match day I, I, I doubt there's even a Morecambe militia if you think you know for for I don't know like a, a hooligan firm or anything it's, it just yeah. doesn't happen in Morecambe it's not it's not one of those clubs so I think rivalries would be great I think if you know if there was ever a cup game against Preston North End or Blackpool some of the higher league uh, teams it's always it's always it's, it's never a strong rivalry it's friendly banter for the 90 minutes and then we're on to the next league game 
So let's just take a little break to see how many of the 92 clubs you can name in 30 seconds. We've done this before on a previous episode, and I can tell you now it's actually a lot harder than you think it is, especially if you prefer rugby to football. (laughs) (laughs) This will be interesting, I think. I'll try and have to go in alphabetical order. Whatever method you try, I can tell you it is going to be more difficult than you think it is. (laughs) So if you're ready, you've now got 30 seconds to name as many of the 92 clubs as you can. Go! Morecambe, Preston, Blackpool, Blackburn, Nottingham Forest, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Everton, Arsenal, Aston Villa, AFC Bournemouth, uh, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Tottenham Hotspur, Newcastle United... Uh, West Bromwich Albion, West Ham United, or West Ham, whatever you call them. Uh, Mine's drawing a blank. Derby, um, Newcastle United, Sunderland, um, Grimsby, uh, Hull. uh, And that is your time up. How many (laughs) do you think that you got? Uh, Did I get about 20? You did, you got 22, and you didn't repeat any, I don't think, which is good. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) That's not bad for someone that prefers rugby. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) So moving the focus back to Markham then, they finished 22nd at the end of last season, um, narrowly avoiding relegation. Obviously, there was one team less for relegation because of what happened to Bury. Um, But now they find themselves sixth in the league currently. How do you think the season is going from a fan's perspective? I think it's this is probably one of the strongest starts for for a long time. I, I mean, this is something uh, my friend James, who's on the podcast about Aston Villa, he noticed about Morecambe. They always seem to have a strong start, and then it really does take a bit of a dip around the December time. It's it's definitely worth mentioning that Morecambe were sat at the top of the league. Um, I think the week before last. I mean, they, they might have been on a minus one goal difference, but the point <laughs> is that they, that they were they, they were on top of the league, and that's that's a great achievement. They, I don't think they've ever ever been top of the league so as far as starts go this is a dream start for them um i think they did get hammered was it five nil um last weekend but you know it's just one of those i remember reading somewhere that 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 someone said that is the kind of uh football that Derek adams plays he'll get results there'll be two ones there'll be one nils he'll get the wins but when it goes wrong it goes really badly wrong and i think to have two games in the same month in fact, I think even in the same week where there was more than five goals scored, it was seven nil against Newcastle, and I think five nil against Crawley or yeah. something like that. It's yeah. It, I mean, I'll I'll take those results to have more being sat in a playoff position. So I think it's very reflective at the moment, isn't it? Because of the times that we're in, that we're getting freak results like that. What are the overall aims for the season? Do you reckon for Morecambe? I think Morecambe will have been. Maybe given the target of hitting a mid to lower position in the table, I think somewhere around between 14th and 16th, maybe that'd probably be a good target for Mock this season. They are exceeding that, um, and that is great. But um, yeah, I think I think just building on, you know, constantly being in relegation, it needs to be built on. I think so. I don't think they'll have set their their sights too high, but I think they they are smashing that target at the moment. Do you not think that they'll finish in the top 10? And obviously they've only finished in the top 10 of League 2 once in their history. Can they make it twice? Hopefully. And, uh, you know, it'd be great to see that. Um, and it's and again, it's one, another one of those platforms to build on. Um, but I think just, you know, even finishing outside, feeling, f- finishing confidently outside of relegation would be a great, a great achievement for them. 
So as for cup competitions, then you're out of the Carabao Cup after losing heavily to Newcastle, like you just said, <laughs> and your bottom of your group in the EFL trophy. Are cup competitions important? They are in a, in, a, in a certain way, I think. I remember when, uh, after that win against Wolves that we saw, um, the, the following game after that was, again, again, it was against Newcastle, and it was only a 2-0 loss. But I remember I'd been to that game, the Wolves game, I thought, I, you know, I've got... My mum's actually a Geordie, so I thought, I've, you know, <laughs> I, you know I'd, got, I'd love to go to that Newcastle game. Tried to get tickets for it, and they, they were sold out in, in minutes, I think. So to get that kind of income for a club like Morecambe is vital in keeping them going. And I think it's a bit reflective of that, the fact that they've not really had that much success in the Cups um, since then. And I think that is reflected in the way that the um, finances have, have shown. So I think, yeah, club, Cup football like that is important, but I think if they go out, it's not really the end of the world. Um, and finally, do you think there should be some support from the the bigger teams in in the leagues so obviously there's been these discussions recently about different things that they're going to do to help the lower teams financially and obviously there was there was Liverpool and Manchester United who came up with that bizarre suggestion about them being in control of all of football but do you think (laughs) more financial help needs to be given to the smaller clubs especially Markham? It'd be something that would be great to see I think you know it's something that every club is suffering with uh, longer that Covid goes on the, the more sort of clubs are going to get hit by it. And, it. and I think you can see that in the rugby as well, um, especially with you know the England, there was going to be an England game this weekend uh, against the yeah. Barbars, but that's been cancelled because of breaching the protocols. So I think that every club in every sport is going to be struggling at the moment. I think it would be great to see uh, some of the bigger clubs helping some of the smaller clubs out. Um yeah, I just think yeah, I think it would be, it would benefit everyone really. I mean, it look it look great for the bigger clubs, and it would really give the smaller clubs a financial boosting that they need. Okay, so we've had a lot of discussion about Morecambe so far, and now this is the real test of your knowledge. We're going to do our fan quiz, so it's going to be five questions about Morecambe and five questions about football in the '92 in general. How do you think you're going to do on this one? You didn't do too badly on on the name in the '92 teams. Um, I don't know. It depends what questions you picked out. Some of them will be will be will be. I think I might nail them. Other ones I'll be. I'll we'll just. It'll either be I'll, I'll know it or I will just not have the the foggiest. Well, I can tell you that most of the questions about Morecambe we've already covered at some point in this episode already, (laughs) so I think you might do all right. So, let's go. Number one, Kevin Ellison made 352 league appearances for Morecambe before being released at the end of last season and is now a Newport player, but how old is he? 41. He is indeed. Ellison is actually the only, the second oldest player currently playing in the EFL. Can you tell me who is the oldest? No, I've got no idea, but I, I knew that there was one. And I think I think he also plays for a League Two team, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Yeah, I, but I couldn't tell you who it is, though. It's Danny Bullman from Crawley. Oh, of course it is. I didn't know that one. I had to <laughs> Google that one. Who was manager when Morecambe gained promotion to the Football League for the very first time in 2007? Sammy McElroy. It was. Which team in the 92 is situated furthest east? East? All right, okay. Uh, this one's a very difficult one without looking on a map. All I'm thinking of is Norwich. And that would be the correct answer. Oh, get it. <laughs> Lucky guess. Yeah. When Morecambe moved from their previous stadium, Christie Park, what was left behind in a room at the ground by accident? Uh, I want to say, was it the 
the Christy the Cat outfit, mascot outfit. It was the mascot, yes. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then a member of the public came to the club and was like, oh, you might want this. And uh, I, 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 I think, if I'm right, they stole it. And they then did, they, yeah. they, they tried to bring it back to the club. And, and I think they wanted a reward for it. But the police, <laughs> the police took it off them and just, you know, sent them on their way with a little thank you from the club, I think. So question six. A few teams have now had their own documentary series aired on Netflix and Amazon Prime. But what was the name of the Manchester City series? All or Nothing. It was. What year did Morecambe play their first league match at their current stadium? 2010. It was. Well done. And which former Oldham manager is now interim manager at Salford? Paul Scholes. It is. Who did Morecambe sign Alex Kenyon from? It was uh, quite a while ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's been at the club. For, I think he must be the longest serving player at the club at the moment. And uh, I know that he was a member of the Myersco College Academy. Was it? Oh, God. Was it? Was it Preston North End? No, it was Stockport. Oh, no. I thought it probably come through, <laughs> might come through Preston Academy. And the final question, which EFL team play their matches at Adams Park? Pass. It's a championship team. I'll give you that clue. Oh, okay. Uh, again, that narrows it down to, what, 24? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Adams Park. I couldn't even begin to think. Um, Do you give up? Yeah, I oh yeah, pass, yeah. It's Wickham Wanderers. Wickham Wanderers. Oh, they're in the championship, aren't they? They are, yeah. So yeah. they only just got promoted last season, but yeah, <laughs> they, they did, are. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought Wickham was a league. I mean, I never would have got that, but I never would have got Wickham anyway. But yeah, God, yeah. Oh, it was fun. You didn't do too badly on that, actually. Yeah, Better than I thought that. you would. <laughs> <laughs> Very pleased with that. And if you think you could have done better on the quiz than Robbie just did, let us know on Twitter at the92podcast. So we've mentioned in passing um, already about how you think Morecambe will finish this season, but this is the part of the podcast where we get your definitive answer to where you think they're going to finish this season. Ooh, okay. So I, I think they're probably going to be targeted mid mid to lower. I want to I want to say we'll go with eighth or ninth. We'll go ninth. I'll go ninth. Oh, confident. Yeah, yeah. That's funny because when I asked you the question before about do you think they'll get in the top ten, you said you don't think they will. So now no. you're saying eight. Yeah, well, I'm going I'm to I'm going to be quietly optimistic. I think I would like to see it, and that's that is my real hope for them. That's what I'd like them to push to. So, yeah. Okay, so looking at the other League Two teams, then who do you think is going to win the league? Um, I think Crawley have have been quite strong. Obviously, they put five goals past Morecambe. Um, I think I think Newport have been strong. Especially with, with Kevin Ellison. Especially, I mean, despite Kevin Ellison, I think is more the, uh, the term that need to use. But um, I mean, they've got. I mean, Podrick Amand. He was. He's an ex-Morecambe player, and he seems to be scoring fun for them. Am I right in thinking that Paul Mullin, because uh, Paul Mullin is a former Morecambe player, and I know that he plays for a team. It's either Cambridge or Newport, and he's been banging goals in for fun. So I can see whether it is Newport or Cambridge. I can see him and, and that team doing really well. Yeah. Um I think one of the surprises that we've seen is Harrogate Town. I think you know they're yes, they're, absolutely. The, they're the new boys coming up. Um okay, this is their first venture into the EFL and I think they they haven't lost a game yet, have they? I don't think. Have they I don't think they've lost a league game, no. No. So again, yeah, strong strong finish for them maybe. So I can see them doing quite well. I think but yeah, I think um 
I've Googled Paul Mullen. He's at Cambridge, so I think Cambridge will do quite well. <clears throat> but yeah, Newport, I think, will do quite uh, play quite strong as well. Just want to touch upon Podrick Amond as as well. He used to play for Grimsby. I was absolutely gutted when <laughs> when, when he left us. Um, he he got a, he was very instrumental in getting us promoted um, from non-league back to League Two after we'd been in in the mm. conference for ages. So he's a he's a player I'd love to see back at Blundell Park one day. Yeah, I think he, I think he was a favourite at Morecambe as well. I think when at that game uh, against Wolves, I know I keep banging on about it, but I think that was one of his. Uh, first appearances for Morecambe, I think, and I think he played. Yeah, played a great game, and I think he became a fan favourite quite quickly. And yeah. he's de- he's definitely one of those players that prefers cup competitions as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. obviously, he's with Newport now, he, and whenever they go on like a cup run, it's always him that's in, been instrumental in it. Yeah, I think it was a few seasons ago they played against Leicester, didn't they, at home? And I think yeah. he, he played a good game there. And yeah, he's just yeah, he just seems to he loves the cup, doesn't he? He does, and every transfer window, he's always linked back with us, but we know we're never going to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> Little old Grimsby are never going to get him back. Yeah, poor, poor Grimsby. <laughs> <laughs> now, Robbie, I've got in my notes here that you believe Markham have the best pies. Now, this is something that's been mentioned in other episodes, and I feel like this is you know, going to be like a running theme in the podcast as I talk to more and more fans, which club serves the best pies. Why do you think Markham's are the best pies. They've actually been votes on it and the best pies in the country have been voted as Morecambe's and Morecambe's pies have been sold in Harrods in London. They're that good. They they, they are incredible. And I think if, if you're looking for a match day experience, that has got to be part of a match day experience at Morecambe. You've got to get one of the steak pies with gravy. And uh, I think I, I actually think once we went and I had two, they were that good. So <laughs> to have two pies and gravy, they were that good. So that is the end of this little chat, Robbie. Thank you very much for joining us and talking about Markham. It's very interesting. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, we'll probably catch up with you maybe later on in the season just to see if your prediction of eighth in League Two is actually accurate <laughs> or not. We'll see how that one goes. Thanks again for Robbie for talking to us. And of course, thank you for listening. With this episode, we now have 87 fans from 87 teams left to cover. Wow. If you'd like to help me on my quest to speak to at least one fan from each of the clubs in the 92 and to talk all about your club, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the92podcast or email us the92podcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the 92 podcast wherever it is that you found this episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. Next time, I'll be ticking off another club in the 92. See you then.